to Couple of Idiots. This is your daily episode-by-episode podcast where we discuss the show Supernatural. I am your host, Dan, and with me as always... This is wife, Penny. Hello, how are you doing today? Good, how are you today? This weather is weirding me out, man. Yeah. It's like there's clouds and then above the clouds is like another cloud and it's the smoke from those wildfires. Yeah, it's been really hazy and not too sunny and bright. Like they said it was going to be in the weather. I took my bike out to the countryside. I could smell smoke out there. Wow. Weird. It's pretty crummy outside. So best of luck to everyone. Yeah, it's, it's this bad here. Can you imagine how it is out west? That's terrible. Ugh. In case anyone's wondering, when this is being recorded, there's horrible wildfires. Uh, California and Oregon for sure. I don't know if Washington State is affected, but I know California and Oregon are both very deadly wildfires. Yeah, I think all along. But then there's also fires in South Dakota and Minnesota as well. So. Like, oh, I did not know that. Yeah, so the the wind changed direction, so we're getting like a big scoop of air from all of them right now. Yeah, yes. That's what it looked like on the uh, weather radar anyways. And our apologies for anyone that's waiting for their 5 o'clock delivery of this episode. We both took a nap today. And uh, admittedly, my nap started towards the end of this episode so my notes might not be the best i might be need to lean heavily on you to remind me what happened no problem yeah i notice i look over and his eyes are closed i'm like well he's really gonna remember what's going on here oh i don't know i woke up early today did all my work i had a big project made sure all of that was cool and then yeah i don't know i i needed a nap we have a rough life here i'm telling you (laughs) it's tough here at the uh here on the lake it sure is hey you gotta squeeze that nap in <laughs> there's hardly enough time in the day for it between the recording of the podcast wheel of fortune and news when is nap and lunchtime fill in and then you know i'm supposed to work once in a while too oh, oh yeah. if my boss hears this podcast <laughs> <laughs> that condiment doesn't have enough work you can I told her. I need more work. All right, so the beginning of this episode starts off with a major recap of the last season, pretty much, but a lot of the last two episodes. Right. It was really heavy on what happened with uh, between John and the demon and the cult and all that fun stuff. Yeah, and the, they wanted to get the, uh, the idea of the yellow-eyed demon, and the yellow-eyed demon has two buddies uh, cross pretty solidly, that it the gang of three, right? Well, it's a son and daughter. He said. Yeah, but they're still here. There's still two people in this episode, then too, with them. Uh, yes. Um, but that could be other yeah. humans. Yeah. Okay. You know? Well, I thought I don't know. For some reason, you're right. It was the son and daughter in the last one. So who the two new <laughs> his two new uh, partners are sidekicks. Uh, I don't know. Uh, it looked like hospital orderlies that were possessed by some demons. So who knows? You know, there's demon a record, num- record number of possessions, according to Bobby in the last episode. That'd be cool to have a demon sidekick. No. You wouldn't. ever get in trouble at a bar? Yeah, no. Anyway. So it picks right up from uh, that car crash. Remember, last episode was the season finale for season one. This is the first episode of season two. And it picks up from that car crash, and the uh, demon that was driving the truck, well, it was a trucker with the uh, black eyes, hops out of the truck, 
walks over to the driver's door, rips it off its hinges, and then I I knew Dean was going to be in there with the gun waiting for him, and sure enough, it was. Well, actually, it was Sam's. Dean was See, passed yes, out. Yes, yes, you're right. I, Dean was I got passed the, out in the backseat. Let's. Uh, I got the names mixed up. Yeah, he still gets confused. I don't know how though. Um, well, that's okay. I call. Mix up my dog's names all the time. This happens when you're a mom. Let's not forget the tall. The title of this episode is called "In My Time of Dying," which apparently is the name of a Led Zeppelin song. Neat. I read that off the trivia on IMDb. Uh Maybe if Led Zeppelin wasn't played 24-7 on the old East Station. This is true. I could stand looking into them more. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, Dan says uh, the demon comes up. Sam's awake, threatens him with the gun. Um, so the demon smokes out. The truck driver, when he comes to, I guess, freaks out. Yeah, he's like, oh, my God, did I do this? Yeah. He must have called 911 because the next thing we cut to is med flight is there and... John and Dean are both unconscious. Uh, all three are on stretchers, and they're being med-flighted out of there. Yep. Then Dean wakes up in the hospital, and there's no lights on, which I wasn't surprised by. Like, modern TV shows, like hospital scenes, in a real hospital, there's lights on everywhere. In a TV hospital, there's never any lights on. So I wasn't surprised by that. And then there was no one around. And then I'm like, uh-oh, I think he's in a shadow world or something like that. But then he found the front desk receptionist, so he could see her. So he must have saw all the other real people, so I think the hospital was just then understaffed. So he goes up, and then it's like Ghost, where, you know, we can see Dean, and we can see the other person, but the other person can't see Dean. Right. Or hear. Right, he's trying to get her attention, but can't because she cannot see or hear him. So, yeah, we know that Dean's in some sort of shadow world or something now, or a ghost himself. Uh, he goes, because then he walks back, Dean walks back to his room in a, you know, in a hustle, and then he gets back, and then we see him laying there with a bunch of hoses coming out of him. We're like, uh-oh, okay, so it's the disembodied spirit of Dean cut to commercial. Right, yeah, he is... Um Sees him. He's on a respirator, ventilator, whatever you want to call it. Not looking too good for Dean. So at that commercial break, I signed up for a new Cricket Wireless account, Spectrum Mobile, and a consumer cellular. So I'm all covered on the old people janky uh, cell phone networks. I signed up for all three. Well, you forgot AT&T there if you want a janky network. <laughs> According, yeah. What's John Oliver's thing with ripping on AT&T all the time? This week he tore into him again. Like, what, is he really that mad over his cell phone reception? Why doesn't he just sign up for Verizon or something? I have no idea, but I've heard that AT&T can be janky. Not that I personally know. I have never used them, so. No, we always have had Verizon. Yes, we have. And it's worked just fine. <laughs> Although Dan might be dying right now. This is why this episode is entitled In My Time of Dying because halfway through it, Dan decides to die. Anyway, back to the show. Hope you're all right, baby doll. Um, yes, after commercial, Dan's got his phone stuff taken care of. Uh, Sam is in the room, he's checking in on Dean. Dean's like, oh, so glad to see Sam. So glad to see he's all right. He says, please tell me, Sam, that you can hear me. But, of course, Sam can't. 
Um, and while Sam was waiting there, a doctor comes in and tells him that John is awake and that he can go see him right and talk to him right now if he wants. Sam asks about Dean's condition, but he's told not to expect him to make it because it sounds like he's really got a lot of injuries. And what's funny is, um, at this point, Dean's like, the hell I'm going to die. And I was saying, I'm going to do something and find a hoodoo priest and lay down some serious mojo on me. That's your turn to respond now when I stop talking. Okay, yeah. I know. I'm just trying to uh, figure out where in my notes we are. Oh, okay. Well, are we up to the part then when John wants to ask where the colt is? No, this is before Sam goes to talk to John. Sam goes back to John? Yeah, now, after this conversation with the doctor, yeah, Sam goes to John and talks to him, tells him uh, the situation with Dean. Right. But then John wants to know where the colt is, and that ticks Sam off. Like, hey, my brother is... Yeah, your kid is dying. in the hospital, and you're more worried about this gun? But before that... Sam repeated the exact same line to John. He says, we're not going to give up any, I don't know, I'll find some hoodoo priest and lay down some mojo on him. Yeah, he used the same line that... So it's kind of like he's kind of tapped in to consense Dean in a way, but even though he can't see him? Um, is, do you think that's what it meant? Was some sort of psychic connection? Well, remember Sam has displayed in the past some sort of psychic ability. Um, uh, so, yeah, I thought so, it was just a funny thing that he said the same thing. No, I think it foreshadows more things that happen later right. in the episode. And then just the fact that, yeah, Sam does have some sort of psychic ability. Okay. I won't argue with you. Um, but, yeah, John did ask Sam about the cult. That got him upset. Uh, and then they started talking about... Well, we also find out here that Bobby's going to fix the car. Well, Bobby, because Bobby owns a, a junkyard, and so um, <laughs> Sam, Sam mentioned that the car was towed to a junkyard, and Dean's like, oh, you better, out. not Dean, John says, you better empty that trunk before someone sees what's in there, and he's like, all right, you got it covered, Bobby's about an hour out, we're going to get it towed to his place. Yeah, which I find funny, because we see that car here in a little bit, and it's completely destroyed. Yeah, um, in the meantime, uh, so Bob, uh, John gives Sam a list of stuff that he wants Bobby to pick up for him and tells Sam it's for protection. So anyway, then now we cut to, yeah, they're in the junkyard and, and uh, Sam's like, oh, Dean's going to be pissed. And we see the car and it is not looking good. Sam asked John a point somewhere in here, too, about uh, kids like me. What was that about? Well, the demon, when he was still, when it was still possessing John, said something to Sam about, I've got plans for you and the other kids like you. Right. Okay. And then, so Sam asked that to John, hey, what do you mean kids like me? And then Ghost Dean is in the corner. Uh, well, if John responded, he doesn't know. Yeah. John says, I don't know. That's crazy talk. And then Ghost Dean's standing there and you can see on his face like, mm, I don't believe you, dad. Well, he even John says, knows something. Yeah, he even said something. I, can't, I didn't write down exactly what Dean said. I think he says, Dad's hiding something. Right, right. Uh, so we go back to the junkyard then. Bobby doesn't think, think that the car should be fixed. Yeah, neither do I. The whole thing is completely destroyed. Yeah, this is so bizarre that they're going to fix it up. But Sam fights him out. I'm like, no, you know, it's Dean's car. We got to get it back. 
If there's even one part, we got to rebuild. Mm-hmm. This is silly. He tells, yeah, Bobby tells. Go buy a new one and start over, dude. Bobby did tell Sam it wasn't even worth the tow. That they should empty out the trunk and sell the rest for scrap. Sam says no, and uh, <coughs> like Dan said earlier, sorry, I just had to cough there. Like Dan said earlier, argues, says nope, even if there's one part that works, we're going to get it towed to your place, and when Dean gets better, he's going to fix it. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> then, um... Sam hands list, the list that John wrote out to Bobby, and Bobby looks kind of has a funny look on him on his face. And Sam says, "Well, Dad wanted this for protection." Bobby obviously knows that that stuff that Dean that John wanted was not for any sort of protection against the demon, but we don't hear about it yet. Right, but then we see Ghost Dean looking in at John, talking to him in the hospital, and he's upset with him. Well, Ghostine, yes, he sees Sam talking to John in the hospital, and Sam's like, you think I wouldn't find out? Bobby told me this is for summoning the demon, not, you know, protecting yourself from it or not warding it off. And then that's when Ghostine then sees a ghost himself go down the hall. And then he uh, peeks in and sees a girl laying on a hospital floor dying. Yeah, there is a, looks like, it looked like a nurse or something. Uh, or possibly a doctor. I don't know. Don't assume it was I a nurse because it was it a woman. It made no sense. It was just some lady on the floor dying. Well, he, he thought he. Well, yeah, he followed. He followed that ghost that he saw. And um, but what you missed first though is in the room when when Dean and John. Not Dean and John. See, I'm screwing up names now too. I think we should all go back to bed to our nap so our brains can start functioning better. When Sam and John were arguing, it ticked off Dean to the point where he was able to knock a glass off the table. That is until after this. You're saying it's before, but it's after. Yeah. Sam and John are fighting, and then Ghost... Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah, that does happen. I was Ghost, looking at my notes wrong. You're Ghost right. Dean then swats a glass and says, oh, I totally swayzied that thing. Yeah, well, full on swayzy with that mother. But then, like, Dean started flashing in and out of, like, reality. Like, his lights were going on and off. Yeah, his, I put it, he's spritzing out. <laughs> and then uh, Dean goes in, rushes in on his own body, and sees the ghost hovering over his body. And then he, like, yells at it, goes up and touches it, and chases it away. Right, because Dean was coding, and it looks like he wasn't going to make it, but... Once he Dean ghost chases this other ghost away, his vitals come back and he's he seems that he's gonna be okay. Yeah, still in a coma. Then he starts hearing someone yell for help. Finds this lady named Tessa, who can uh, see and talk to him, and he can see and talk to her. So she's another ghost version of someone in the hospital. Right. Um, later episodes, they call it. <coughs> Being in the veil, and a lot of shows use that term, between life and death. So that's why they haven't moved on yet, because their physical body is still alive, yet it's to the point where it doesn't look good. They're probably not going to make it. Ghostine and Tessa hang out together, and they talk about fate. Ghostine can't chase away the ghost anymore, and someone dies. Yeah, he sees the ghost again and follows it, and the, there's this room where a young child is uh, 
being worked on by the doctors, and he sees this other ghost floating above her, and sure enough, he, the ghost touches this little girl, and the little girl dies. Um, then uh, Sam goes and buys a Ouija board and brings it over. Right, because there's other um, instances, not just saying the same thing Dean said, the glass incident. There's other, other times he's felt Dean's presence. He's like, I need to be able to communicate with him. So, yeah, he goes out and buys a Ouija board and comes back to the hospital. And Dean lets him know that they're hunting a reaper. Well, Dean lets him know that he's there and then he's hunting and it's a reaper. And Sam's like, oh, dang. If it's Sam asked if it was after Dean, too, and Dean said yes. And then Sam made the comment, if it's here naturally, there's nothing we can do. So I like the episode of Faith where that reaper was, was bound to that lady. Um, the reaper was here just doing his or her job. John's in the basement. John, John's in the basement. Yeah, next thing we see is John's in the basement. He's got his bag of like candles and chalk. Well, what happened, though, is... Sam did not know what they could do about this reaper being after Dean. So he says, I'm going to go ask Dad. Yes, he goes into John's room. John is not there. We do cut to John, and he's down in the boiler room, candles and chalk. and So, you know, he's prepared to summon this demon, apparently, because that is the stuff he asked Bobby to get for him. What I'm surprised is Bobby actually got it for him. You know, he's like, okay, whatever. This is what you want to do, you know. Ghostine goes back to Ghost Tessa, and he figures out that she's the Reaper. Right, because Sam did not find John, but followed his journal and looked up information on the Reapers, and Dean saw something, and that's when he puts two and two together, and yes, he does find Tess, and she admits that, yes, she is a Reaper, and it's his time to go. Yep, John's in the basement doing a ritual. Someone bursts in on John. It's the yellow-eyed demon. Yeah, it's the yellow-eyed demon, and as Dan mentioned, his two new sidekicks, whoever they may be, frickin' frack, <laughs> Tweedledee, yep. Tweedledum, we don't know. And Insert generic demon here. <laughs> and he isn't there to kill the yellow-eyed demon. He wants to make a deal with the yellow-eyed demon. Yeah. He says, I will give you the colt and the final bullet. Just make sure Dean is okay. Yeah, so Ghost Dean is talking to the Reaper again. Yellow-Eyed Demon brings uh, Ghost Dean back. Well, yeah, you missed a lot. Um, yeah, this is where I fell asleep. <laughs> See, this is where you need to fill in. Cause yeah, Dean says, you know, tells Tessa, I don't want to go. Uh, John does offer the cult and the final bullet. The Demon says, I can't save Dean, but I do know someone who can. I'm assuming at this point he's talking about his boss, Lucifer. I don't know. They never really say who it is. Um, but says, you know, the cult, that's great, but you got to sweeten the pot, man. There's something I want just as bad, if not more, than the cult. So, yes, yeah, so then we do cut back to uh, Tessa talking with Dean, and he says, well, I'm not going. And she says, well, you could stay, and you'll be here disembodied, frightened, um, and in the decades you might go go mad and become violent and Dean looks odd she's like 
that's how violent spirits are born. They're, they're, they can't take, I guess, being out of body that long and not being able to move on and not being able to get back in their body. So she says, you're going to become one of the things that you hunt. And so that gets Dean to thinking, oh, maybe I should follow this chick. And go off into light, whatever they say. Yeah. So then... Um you better, you better keep going, because I got yellow-eyed demon brings Dean back to life. Right, uh, and how he does it is he gets to the hospital and he possesses Tess for a second because she turns around, um, and when she turns back to, to Dean, she's got the yellow eyes and goes, it's your lucky day, kid, puts her hand on Dean's forehead, and sure enough, we cut to Dean's room and... Sam's looking at him, and all of a sudden, Dean wakes up, so Sam yells for help because Dean was still on the respirator and obviously would need all that equipment taken off of him. Sam questions John on what happened, and John whispers something in Dean's ear. Well, okay, yeah. Um, so after Dean is okay, um, the doctor's in there. So that it's kind of like a miracle. You must have an angel looking over you. Um, because your vitals are good, all your all his internal injuries had been healed, and at that point, yes, uh, John walks in to see how S Dean is doing. Sam kind of wants to know, hey, what's up? What did you do? S starts fighting with them, and Dean's like, John's like, I I don't want to fight anymore. I just, and I'm sorry, I'm tired. I don't want to fight anymore. Could you please just go get me a cup of coffee? So Sam leaves the room to get this coffee for John. John thanks Dean for being a good little soldier. They have a nice heart-to-heart. -heart. And something that's interesting is he says, watch out for Sammy. And usually he says, look out for Sammy. But this time he said, watch out for Sammy. And then, yes, he does whisper something in Dean's ear. We don't hear what it is, but Dean has this very shocked look on his face. Uh, doesn't say anything, but, yeah, has the shocked look to his on his face. Um, then we cut to John. It looks like he's back in his room handing the colt over to the demon. Yep. Sam walks by with a cup of coffee, notices John on the floor, drops the coffee, yells for help, and then we see the medical staff working on John. And they are unable to bring him back. And at 10.41 a.m., John dies. Yep. <laughs> That's the episode. That's the episode. Even Harley agrees. <laughs> What's funny is I looked up the trivia on this episode, and this was the first episode that aired on the new CW. The entire first season was on the WB. Um, when John died at 10.41 a.m., reference Ezekiel 40.41. I can't remember what the passage says, but something about God being with him. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. That's it. And cut. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I'm just processing it. He's processing the fact that we, we lost our hero, John Winchester. Yeah, no more fat Negan. That sucks. Yeah, that is true. No more fat Negan. I don't know why you call that. I don't think he's any fatter. It just He's younger, um, and his hair is longer than he has when he plays Negan. When he plays Negan, his, his hair oh, is pretty short. he's ripped when he plays Negan. Well, he isn't, but yeah, and the actor is in better shape. Bod. For sure. 
doesn't have the dad bod. <laughs> yeah. For sure. John Winchester has dad bod. Negan has... Negan like, bod. <laughs> like a svelte 12-year-old Swedish boy's bod. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, if you say so. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a reference uh, for Seinfeld. Kramer said that once. <laughs> um, so, what do you think? What are your thoughts? I don't know. Do you get? Are there reapers when you die? Does someone come and ask you, "Hey, man, hop on the riverboat"? No, no one takes me to Valhalla and/or the River Styx. Oh, but we did learn that reapers do have the ability to alter perception. Um, so when Dean originally saw her floating over his body, that was her natural form. But because it freaked him out, she decided to go out this whole routine of pretending to be someone else in the hospital who was. Between being half alive and half dead. Well, we saw, wasn't it a reaper before that we saw um, at the uh, church tent where they were trading? Right, that's that's what we said. Well, that, then why, why did there have to be a big, creepy, tall guy? Why wasn't that a sweet person? So that people wouldn't run away in fright. Happened to be... That's who that reaper was. I mean, we see more reapers in in other episodes and some are male some are female some are grotesque and some are nice looking yeah some are cute like tessa some so bizarre yeah i guess i don't know why the creepy one would want to choose to be creepy then it seems like it'd make the job difficult when you could just you know look like the maytag repairman and look friendly at least well, I think the Reaper and Faith maybe looked like that because it was not natural for him to be bound to the woman that he was and bound to the situation he was in. Maybe that's why he looked ultra scary. Mm. He was a disgruntled Reaper. Yes, that's, that's it. That's it. He was very gruntled. <laughs> yeah, very disgruntled. He wasn't gruntled. Oh, he was yeah. disgruntled. Although I don't know what gruntled, gruntled means. I've often dist- wondered that. Yeah, uh, who knows? Hmm. Anyway. So, the next episode is Season 2, Episode 2, entitled, Everybody Loves the Clown. And I'm here to say, no, no, they don't. Oh, good. There's clowns in this one? Personally, I hate clowns. I think they're evil. Nice. I can't wait for the clowns. Yeah. All right. A reminder, we got a website, coupleofidgets.com, Facebook group called Armchair Hunters. Come on over and talk to us. It's fun. Uh, you can find us streaming on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn. Uh, I even saw it on some other networks, too. I was looking at our stats, and I'm like, what is podcastdirectory.com? Or it was something else. I'm like, that's interesting. So I guess we're out there. You just got to look for us, and we're yes. probably on your favorite platform. And if you're not, let us know, and uh, we'll get submitted. So fun. Season 2 kicked off. How many episodes are in this season? Oh, I didn't look up, but I think there's probably at least 20. Uh, like I said, they're, they average 22, 23 per season, except for the one season with the writer's strike where they only had 16 episodes. Okay. Neat. We will be with you every day. Yes, we will. Every single day. Hopefully Dan will stay awake for the next episode so he can take better notes. Oh, I think <laughs> Well, I had to <laughs> fill in. What happened between uh, before and you saw John down in the basement of the hospital? (laughs) All right. Yeah. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bye. Everyone have a good night.